I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. And there he goes. Coast to coast. Can he make it? Yes, he can. Welcome to the Action Network studio in New York City. I'm Maria Marino, and this is Green Dot Daily. We come to you live every weekday at 3 Eastern on the Action Network YouTube channel and the Action app. Coming up on the show, we'll get you some MLB player props with Sean Kerner. We'll also break down how Charlie Desterco managed to turn 25 bucks into a nice chunk of change on a same-game parlay. But we start in the NBA as Nikola Jokic dazzled in a game one win over the Lakers. Per Evan Abrams, a stat line of at least 31 points, 19 boards, and 12 assists had only been done once in playoff history by Oscar Robertson in 1963, and Jokic did that in three quarters Tuesday. But we got a bad beat alert with 6-11 left in the fourth quarter and a 121-107 lead. The Nuggets had an 87% chance to cover the spread, according to the Action app. The Lakers ended on a 19-11 run, losing by just six and covering as seven-point underdogs. Now looking ahead to Thursday night, the Nuggets are five-and-a-half five excuse me, point favorites and sit at minus 250 to win the Western Conference Finals. The total for game two is set at 227. As we bring in our analyst, Chris Raybon. So as well as Jokic played and the Nuggets as a whole, the Lakers were still in this game. They end up covering. Should we expect them to keep things close again in game two? The Nuggets are in a good spot here because this Laker team on the road in the mile high, I just have some concerns about them. If you look at them this postseason, they're 0-4 straight up and 0-4 against the spread when they've had fewer than three days rest. And so all of their wins, all of their covers have come on the road when there's been a long break in between, including, you know, that game the other night. And then Denver, they've been the best team at home uh, in the league this year. 30 and 17 against the spread at home, five and two this postseason. And there's a crazy trend when we look at teams that are top two seeds, home favorites in a game two, when they failed to cover in game one, like the Denver Nuggets, they're 46, 29 and two, 61% against the spread since 2005. But 14 and 0 against the spread in their last 14, dating back to May of 2018, so quite a streak. We'll see if Denver can make it 15 in in a row. Yeah, so these signs are pointing to them sort of waking up and keeping that foot on the gas for game two against the Lakers. Let's turn our attention to the Eastern Conference Finals, which tip off tonight. Uh, What are your thoughts on this series? So, you know, I, I think the Miami Heat are a team that they'll probably win a couple games in here somewhere and a lot of people like them to win tonight you know they've won both game ones they're nine and four against the spread uh in this postseason and there's been a lot of 
uh, struggles for teams coming off a game seven. You know, teams after winning a game seven are just 22 and 38 straight up, 25, 24, excuse me, 35 and one against the spread. Uh, but it's interesting because if you look at this number, it's it's Celtics by eight. And the sports books are really taking a stand here because, you know, we're seeing about over 80 percent of the tickets and the action on the Miami heat. And that line really hasn't budged, uh, you know, in any way going toward the heat. And if we just look at teams that are getting 80% or more of the tickets in the postseason, dating back to the, over the last couple of decades, it's only happened six times, but those teams are 0 and six against the spread. So, uh, you know, it's interesting that the books are just taking a really hard stand uh, on the Boston Celtics here, where pretty much the entire Heading public uh, is on the Miami Heat, but um, you know I, I'm kind of staying away from the the side in this game, and, and I'm going to look at a prop. Well, we'll get to the prop in a second. I can see why a lot of the public is on the Heat. They're just like this really fun team. I personally just enjoy watching them, and I might just bet on them um, in the series, depending on how this game one goes, like just for fun. But my whole thing was for the Celtics. Losing that game one in the last series against the Sixers and the fashion in which they did, it would be insane to me if if they lost a game one again to, you know, a, a lesser Heat team on paper. Curious about, you know, how close they can keep it. But what was that prop that you like? Yeah, so I think it's a good buy low opportunity uh, on Derek White here because we all know that in the last series he kind of got phased out and that was something I actually predicted you know I thought that Joe Mazzulla had to give Robert Williams a third more playing time and that was at the expense of Derek White's starting spot now I still think Robert Williams is going to start again but I think White will have to play a, a much larger role against the Heat so I like his over 12 and a half points rebounds and assists uh, 32, 20, 21, and 18 in the four versus Miami this year. In so about 23 and 28 minutes per game, he would only need about 16 minutes to get to 13 and about 17 minutes to get to 14. And we've seen his usage rate spike. It's the second highest against any team against Miami. Um, I, they're going to need him to drive into the lane, uh, kick it out, kind of loosen up that defense. Uh, and also, I think he's the ball is going to find him because you got to move the ball against Miami. So I think the ball is going to find him. I think he's going to get some threes. Uh, and he's also going to be in there for defense. He can uh, take turns on Jimmy Butler. And uh, I don't think that in this series, Boston's going to be able to play quite as much Robert Williams as they played uh, in the last two games against Philly because Miami can make you pay. Uh, you know, there's nobody to really leave like a, a, a P.J. Tucker. You know, Kevin Love can yeah. knock down shots and Caleb Martin can as well. So like the Derek White over 12 and a half points, rebounds, assists, I'd take it to 13 and a half. Yeah, if my memory serves me correctly, I feel like Derek White played pretty well in this uh, in this series that we had in the Eastern Conference Finals last year and uh, continued that play into the finals. So I like it. Raybon, thanks for hanging out. Always a pleasure. To MLB and some notable games on the Wednesday slate. 
Garrett Cole and the Yankees taking on the Blue Jays in what has been a heated series so far. Red Sox are looking for a series win against the Mariners. Mets in desperate need of a victory. Our home favorites to the 32-11 Rays and one of the favorites for the NL Cy Young, Spencer Strider, goes up against Nathan Evaldi, who has been a pleasant surprise for the NL West leading Rangers. So with that, we bring in our director of predictive analytics, Sean Kerner. You have some props for us, as you tend to do. So what are you looking at first for today? Yeah, so my first prop is Kodai Senga over five and a half strikeouts. You can get at minus 105 right now. Um, now, we're still waiting for the lineups to come out, but I'm guessing the Rays will stack the lineup today with about six left-handed batters. Uh, but I'm not too worried about that, considering uh, Senga has actually struck out lefties at a slightly higher rate um, in his you know young career so far um, and one of the reasons for that is he tends to throw a sweeper more to righties and his ghost forkball more to lefties and his ghost forkball is absolutely filthy it's generated a ridiculous 57 percent whiff rate on the season so i think having more lefties in the lineup might actually help him um plus you know senga's pitching style is to try to get hitters to chase pitches outside of his zone, so he tends to fare better against teams that chase at a high rate and the Rays are actually tied uh, for 10th in chase rate. So this should be a plus matchup for Senga in terms of strikeouts. Uh, another sneaky reason why I love this prop is he's likely going to have Francisco Alvarez behind the dish tonight. Um, and Alvarez, he's only 21 years old, but he's already elite at framing pitches. Uh, so I think that's going to help a pitcher like Senga that tends to live on the edges. Um, and Senga's last start was actually the first time he threw to Alvarez, and he racked up seven strikeouts. So a lot of things, a lot of reasons to love the over here, and I'm projecting this closer to 160. Yeah, I like the term you use, sneaky, because like on the surface, it might not look as viable, but when you really dig a little deeper, makes a lot of sense. Not that I'm surprised. Uh, what else do you got? <laughs> yeah, so I got a home run prop. Uh, I love these. Uh, I got Andres Jimenez to hit a home run tonight at plus 925. Uh, now Jimenez, he isn't really a home run hitter per se. But this is just a great spot to buy in on him at such a high price. Um, he'll be facing Mike Clevenger, uh, who is an extreme fly ball pitcher. He's allowed a 53% fly ball rate on the season, which is fourth highest among starting pitchers this season. Um, and when Jimenez does hit for power, it's usually on fastballs high and inside. That's typically where Clevenger tends to miss. So I think this is a great spot. Um, and he's probably going to get to place Clevenger at least three times a night, plus guaranteed rank Right field uh, is one of the best hitters parks in the leagues, especially against left-handed hitters. So I'm projecting this closer to plus 550. So I love the value we're getting on this one. Yeah, a ton of value. And um, as always, you can track Sean's picks, follow them in the Action app. And I understand you actually have a little basketball play for us, which, you know, I'm anxious to hear about. Yeah, so I love taking these assist props. Uh, so I'm going with Gabe Vincent under three and a half assists tonight at plus 105. He's actually cleared this in eight straight games. However, if you zoom out, uh, he stayed under this 83% of the time in the previous 54 games. So this isn't really a market he typically goes over in. Um, you know, the main reason his assist rate spiked last series um, was mainly due to luck. You know, his pass rate was slightly lower. His potential assist rate was fairly the same as the regular season, but you know his teammates cashed in on 74% of his potential assist. His season average was 50%, um, so he's going to likely regress there uh, going forward. Plus, the Celtics allowed the second lowest assist rate per 100 possessions 
on the season. So, you know, he's due for some regression in this market. I'm projecting us closer to three assists and a fair price, uh, closer to minus 150. So I just love the fact that we're getting plus odds here. A little do, do theory, perhaps, in effect for Gabe Vincent. And I feel like we're on our way to maybe building a same game parlay, which we're going to talk about <laughs> more later in the show. And by the way, I just have to add that if you want to hear Sean Kerner talk more hoops, particularly WNBA, you're going to want to check out the Buckets podcast, which we will be recording very shortly. And um, check those out throughout the season as well. Sean, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Hey, this is Action Network Audio Director Matt Mitchell inviting you to head into the sports betting summer with new gear that's built to last. And our folks at Shady Rays, friends of the podcast, they have you covered from the sun to the slopes to out at sea with their premium polarized shades. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company offering world-class products just as good as any expensive pair you've ever worn. And like our betting podcasts, their sunglasses offer the clearest possible optics. Shady Rays also offers the most bananas protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of their sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. So what does that mean? Here's what they told me. It means if you lose or break your pair, even a minute after they arrive, Shady Rays will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Plus, if you don't love them, just exchange them for a new pair or even return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. It's basically the opposite of betting on the Oakland A's. So exclusively for our podcast listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code ACTION for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the Shades rated five stars by over 200,000 people. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Miami will not oh, give up. My. They will not give in. The lob for Jimmy makes the catch. Put it up and in. One of the best basketball players in the world. Hey, it pulls up. Oh, it's over. Kiss him, kiss him. Kiss him goodbye. Tatum fires away. Pumps it in. 51 for Jason Tatum in game seven. As the Boston Celtics will advance once again to the Eastern Conference Finals. Banner number 18 still very much in play. Ah, a rematch of last year's Eastern Conference Finals. So excited for this, which is why we have bonus basketball content for you. And we welcome back the better known as Prop Bomb to the show. You have hit on 16 straight under props in the NBA playoffs. So what do you like tonight? 
Yeah, I'm ready to get it rolling. Going for number 17, I'm going to be going with Jason Tatum on the Boston Celtics under 29 and a half points. It's kind of crazy considering he scored 51 points in game seven versus the 76ers, but this is an entirely new series for him. So in the playoffs, uh, just in general, Tatum is averaging 28.2 points per game. He's gone under 29 points in eight of the 13 games. And the way that I think Tatum is going to, how he's going to play against the Heat is it's they're going to make it tough for him to score the ball. It's going to be a team effort on, on the Miami Heat side. But I think the edge here is a guy you haven't seen since the Milwaukee Bucks series, and that's Haywood Highsmith, who's going to be coming off the bench. He's the, he's the secret weapon for the team, and they use them against Giannis Antetokounmpo. So in the four games this series, in the regular season, when Haywood Highsmith is defending Jason Tatum in isolation, Tatum is actually two for 14, 14% on him in the 10.4 minutes of isolation time. So Miami is going to throw a slew of weapons at him. I think it's it's whether or not he's going to he's going to slow down or, or anything, but it's just going to be a difficult time. I think um, that line feels a bit too high for me. I agree. I think you could easily see somebody like Jason Tatum coming back down to earth. He has been somewhat inconsistent at times in his postseason career. What else are you playing tonight? Yeah, um, this is going to be a role player for the Boston Celtics. This is a guy I'm going to be going with Derek White over seven and a half points. It's the same same points line that he had in game seven against the 76ers with a slightly decreased role. Again, this is a new series for him. I think he's not going to start, which is uh, already confirmed. Robert Williams is starting, but he's going to eventually, as the series goes on, the coach is going to realize they need him on the court for the small ball. In the regular season against the Miami Heat, he has had 10 points, 15 points, 13 points, 23 points, hitting his over seven and a half points line in all four of the games. And as I was mentioning earlier, I think the Miami Heat are going to run a 2-3 zone defense a lot. And I think that's going to actually help the shot selection for a guy like Derek White, who is going to be sitting out on the corner waiting for shots to be passed to him, could be from Jason Tatum passes. So um, I think this line is a bit too low for him. I think as the series goes on, you're going to see um, the lines, the, his points line is going to be at 9.5. So I'm going to hop on it while it's low. And... Um, I'm loving that for my second play. Well, it makes sense to target some role players on the Celtics, especially if we're under the assumption that Tatum is going to have a lot more defensive attention by the Heat. And look, uh, Chris Raybon is is interested in Derek White as well, so you're not alone in this thinking. Prop Bomb, we hope the streak continues. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah. All right, let's go. Let's catch these bets. Our own Charlie DeSterco had another big win last night, hitting this six-leg same-game parlay on Lakers Nuggets that turned 25 bucks into 13K. Charlie told Tim Kalinowski how it all went down on the Gambling and Ramblin' podcast. I heard that you had um, you were doing a little skincare routine when this happened. You were doing a little face mask. I'm with the, I'm with the girlfriend. You know, I'm pro skincare, so. You know, you see these pores, they, they need to get cleaned up a bit. You know, I'm on air enough. So I was like, let's do a, a face mask, a, a beauty mask, as you say. And so my, my girlfriend's like applying this to me. And then I just see like Kentavious Caldwell pull bang a three. Austin Reeves goes down the other side of the court, bangs a three. And I'm like, 
huh, this parlay might actually like have a chance. I go look at the slip. It's like Porter Jr. rebounds, hit. Jokic assists, hit. So I'm like, oh my goodness. So now I'm sitting there, face mask on. Like I look like Joel Embiid in like the game when he, when he, when he hurt his face. I'm just sitting there on the edge of the bed. Like, okay, we're locked in. We're locked in. Austin Reeves bangs home a three. And I'm like, oh my goodness. And my girlfriend's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I need one Contavious Caldwell Pope three in the final fourth quarter to win 13 and a half grand. And so when it hit, I like celebrated, but like, I didn't even let out that big of a scream. My girlfriend let out a bigger scream, but I had full face and it was like hardened by this point. Cause I didn't wipe it off. Cause I was like, I can't move from this bed. Like I need to see KCP hit a three. All right. Charlie himself joins me in studio and might I say your skin is just glowing. Thank you. What sparked you to cook up this parlay? You know, it all, it was a move in May walk <laughs> down the East river. Uh, I was just walking with a roommate and I was like, you know what? I have a couple extra bucks left in my bonus bets and I wanted to cook up a same game parlay. So I, I told you yesterday, I was excited for Lakers nuggets. Mm. I, you know, I didn't expect this much excitement to come from it. There is logic behind what you do and mm -hmm. your process. So what tips do you have to create a parlay like this? Yeah, so I think the most important thing in it all is creating a narrative and then going from there, right? You wanna have these bets all correlated. So when you look at a higher scoring game, you wanna bet more overs. If you think it's a lower scoring game, you bet more unders. How the matchups and everyone matches up, right? Like, so the Lakers, Rui Hachimura, me and my buddy were talking and we expected a higher intensity physical game and Rui Hachimura fits that bill. The Lakers can't go small with Dennis Schroeder. So Rui Hachimura was a perfect line to continue his success. And Michael Porter Jr. Mm -hmm. as a byproduct would be on him and, and more uh, rebound opportunities. So it all comes down to just, you know, building a narrative, correlating your bets together, and then, you know, hoping that everything goes to what you thought. Now, you also do your own research, mm -hmm. but we have a roster here at Action Network with experts that are really into the NBA. So how do you implement their advice? Yeah, so uh, the entire two of my legs last night were kind of brought by looking at how experts kind of built out their bets for this game. And Anthony Davis, 25 plus points, was brought to by our contributor prop back guy. And Nicole Jokic, 10 plus assists, was built out by Joe Delera. I like both those legs. I thought both had great success and a great opportunity to succeed there totals as far as the props and given the fact that I mm -hmm. saw these experts on it I was like okay mm -hmm. I feel good about these legs like I feel good that these are like my baseline props and then I built from there and then I added Rui Hachimura based on my own intuition and and whatnot I mean I don't like the NBA like I think <laughs> it's one of the worst products in all of sports I watch the Lakers and I love LeBron but I don't know everything so right. when I do my research I look at how players uh, are matched up against and, and I talk to a lot of people on just to get more knowledge about things. I don't go entering in blind. You can't do that. So when you're building out same game parlays, you want to look at like who we just had on the show, Prop Bomb and Raybon. Right. Listen to them. Listen to the experts and then go from there. So for example, the props that, you know, Prop Bomb and Chris Raybon are on, you might use that to support your theory. Yes, if you wanted to build out a same game parlay for tonight's game, I would say look toward Derek White to get 10 plus 10 plus points. Like Prop Bomb and Raybon both expect a higher minutes output and a better performance overall because it's a better matchup for White. So when it comes to just building out your same game parlay, look for that correlated bets, look at what the experts say, and from there, you really just 
you know, put together four, five, six legs and go from there. Don't don't expect it all to hit though, because right. you know you're gonna if you throw it all like <laughs> you know it, it, there there are plus fifty thousand odds for yes, a reason. Yes, exactly. And obviously, this is a much bigger payday than usual. So, how do you manage your bankroll after this type of win? Yeah. So obviously, <laughs> I was on here a few weeks ago and I hit the three and a half grand parlay on yeah. the home run parlay. Like and, and like I said there, I took out the money. I put it to the side. I left a little bit in there for some fun, obviously. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, still have some fun. Right. You celebrate the winnings how you want, whether it's a nice bottle of champagne or, <laughs> or more same game parlays. Or a and facial. Exactly, you know? or a face mask. <laughs> Shout out my girlfriend. But I will say, nothing really changes in the end run. Like You don't want to increase your unit size. You don't want to get risky and be like, okay, now that I've won this money, let me throw $300 down on the yeah. heat to win tonight. Or, oh, let me throw $1,000 down because it's an immortal lock. Like yeah. you can't say that, that's not how it is. You have to approach things in a meticulous manner. You wanna continue your process. Listen, the last time I came on the show, yeah. I cold streak. Like yes. it, it, you're gonna have ups, you're gonna have downs. You don't wanna get an inflated ego or a big head. You wanna stick to the process. Yeah. And, and do what you do best in the whole betting realm. Stay consistent with your process and don't increase that unit size. Exactly. But congratulations, Charlie. Very fun. Thank you, thank you. And uh, I, as you can tell on my face, I'm looking a little <laughs> bit better today. Absolutely. Over to golf. The PGA Championship gets underway Thursday, and these are the odds leaders for the event. Scotty Scheffler at plus 750. John Rahm close behind at plus 800. Then Rory McIlroy at plus 1400. And here to preview the tournament is Jason Sobel, and you are at Oak Hill Country Club, which was completely renovated in 2019. What can we expect from this course? Yeah, good afternoon, Maria. What we can expect is some carnage this week. I think it is going to look a lot more like a U.S. Open than a PGA Championship. I was just out walking the golf course with three players playing a practice round. One of them said, without a doubt, the hardest golf course I have ever played. I can't think of one that even compares to this one. And then all three players, uh, one of them had asked me for some scoring props. You know, not that they're betting them. They just want to know what the scoring props are like. And I told them, I was looking on my phone. I said, I found one here. It's over under 21 and a half players finishing the round under par. And they said, we don't think there's going to be 21 and a half rounds under par all week. Forget about 21 and a half players under par with the weekend. So uh, they are thinking this is going to play very, very difficult throughout the entire week, especially if it stays this cold. I've got the golf <laughs> shirt, then a hoodie, and then a puffy jacket. I mean, this is freezing out here. <laughs> wow. So who's your pick to win this outright? Yeah, so I'm going to go with a player who's been trending in the right direction. He fits a trend recently on the PGA Tour, and that's Sunjay Im. And what we've seen on the PGA Tour over the last three weeks, Tony Finau at the Mexico Open, Wyndham Clark at the Wells Fargo Championship, and Jason Day last week at the AT&T Byron Nelson is all guys who were playing really good golf coming into those weeks, but hadn't quite had that spike week, hadn't quite had that one week where they played their best golf, and yet, they were all certainly capable. They all won those events. Sunjay M has been top 10 in each of his last three PGA Tour starts. He went to Korea last week. I'm not sure I like that as far as prognosticating for this week, but he did win that event too. So he's playing some really good golf. And essentially the key here, Maria, hit it long and straight off the tee. Hit your irons really well. Be able to get up and down if you miss some greens, then make a whole lot of putts. Golf is easy. There it is. Easier said than done, I would say. What else are you betting for this tournament? 
Yeah, I've got a top 10 this week on a few different players. I like Ricky Fowler. I like Jason Day. I like Cameron Young, who grew up on courses, played just uh, very similar to Oak Hill. But one guy I'm targeting is Max Homa. And that might be a little bit of a surprise because in 14 career major championship starts, Max Homa has never finished inside the top 10. In fact, he has only one finish better than 40th. That was at last year's PGA Championship when he finished in 13th place. But I spoke with Max yesterday. He is very confident about this week, and this golf course seems to suit him really well. It's going to be a weird comparison here, but it feels a bit to me like TPC Potomac at Avenel Farms, which held the Wells Fargo Championship last year. Chilly, lots of rough, got to hit fairways, got to grind out some bars. Max Homa won that week. Don't be surprised if Max Homa is in contention this week as well. Well, I hope uh, temperatures warm up for you a little bit up there in upstate New York. Jason Sobel, thanks for stopping by. Thanks, Maria. For much more insight on the PGA Championship, be sure to tune in to the Gimme today at 530 Eastern. That's on Action Network's YouTube and Twitter pages. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.